0: Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, the Red Raiders have new Big 12 neighbors to the West. Can we call it a win for the league after adding Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah? And are they settled at 16? We cuss and discuss next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech,
1: your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: We're going to start this thing off right everything runs through love. great to see you again on locked on texas tech on the locked on podcast network with the only chris level i'm casey cowan thanks as always for making us your first listen on youtube or wherever you got this podcast today's episode brought to you by linkedin jobs helping you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to Faster. Post your job for free today at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free today. Terms and conditions apply. Chris, great to be back with you, my man. Kicking off a brand new week and doing it in a big way with a whole lot of settled dust for now to recap from the weekend. Our last conversation where we put the ball on the tee and then the college football world or sports world, I should say. To be fair, smacked it, I don't know, 350 yards down the fairway. We saw a whole lot of movement throughout the day on Friday, but the conclusion was, I think what the conclusion has been anticipated to be for some time now, you've got uh, four corners that now represent membership in the Big 12 Conference. And poor, I mean, just I'd just like to take a moment to think about some of those corners who are not getting any attention. We haven't forgotten about you. New Mexico, but you get the idea. Colorado, Utah, Utah, I'm sorry, uh, Arizona State and Arizona, now members of the Big 12. And we got a whole lot to consider now that we'll get to here today as for what's next. Is the conference now done? And can you call this a win for the league? But, uh, Chris, I'm anxious to hear what you are thinking now that we do have uh, dust settling and some resolution, at least for the time being.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think we had been waiting on movement. Uh, and boy, you got it all in a hurry. Um, I think it finally just reached mm-hmm. its breaking point. You know, a week, week and a half ago, I think, uh, you know, I, I guess it would have been 10, 10, 12 days ago, whenever now at this point, when Colorado ultimately kind of started the, the process. And, and even then, you didn't know what the Pac-12 media deal was at the time that Colorado, but they kind of They spilled it in that whenever they talked a lot about, you know, after it becomes official and the Colorado, you know, leadership and administration basically are telling you when they finally do address, yes, we've joined the Big 12. We want our institution on Fox and ESPN. This is what we want. We feel like this gets us in front of you know the, the most people it helps grow uh, our institutional brand it helps you know broaden our horizons as a as a school and all those things and, and so they kind of were telling you what what was going on and then sure enough I mean it was this it's this all streaming and not near enough money but what I was not expecting uh, what was was just how I, I guess that the big ten was the one that kind of ultimately, is the one that really filed the or, or fired off the, the the final shot here, the kill shot? Because once this flirtation with with the Pac-12 had of trying to stick together, which I, I never really believed, because the terms of the deal had not changed, this was almost just like panic. Uh, like, okay, guys, do we really want to break apart? Because some schools were like, absolutely not, we don't, because we have nowhere else to go. Uh, but, but once, uh, once Oregon and Washington kind of were not really all in on that meeting. And then the big 10 started, uh, because let's be honest, Kellen, Fox is the one that calls the shot. If Fox doesn't want to, you know, kind of add a bit more money to the TV contracts, then this doesn't happen. But I, I guarantee you there's, there's a lot of trepidation amongst the big Ten about adding Oregon to Washington and it's nothing against Oregon to Washington but go look at a map it just and you're seeing some of the aftermath of this now it doesn't make a ton of sense and and guess what the Big Ten didn't need these schools okay but that's that's their issue this is like asset acquisition from their standpoint but I, I just say all that to, to suggest they're the ones that kind of really you know th- through the final uh, shot there and then that's what allows the big 12 to kind of go, you know, come on, and I had people reaching out to me going, Well, now that now they don't have any leverage, now you've got all the leverage, give them half a share. And that's not what this was ever going to be about. You, you, you've, you know, mo- so many leagues, including yours, whenever Texas was getting paid more than everybody else, that's what caused the disgruntlement. Bye bye, AM, bye bye, Nebraska. You know, th- th- they all got frustrated with it, and so you were never gonna like operate that way. This was always like, We want you as a full member. Uh, and, and that's what is ultimately happened here.
0: Yeah. And the, the, you know, the, I want to get into this on an ep- episode coming up when we can, uh, dive a little further into who started this entire thing. <laughs> uh, cause it has been a long decades in the making kind of process. I think that would be interesting to look at, but you know, the thought of the big 10, um, pulling the, the trigger, kind of, uh, nailing the final shot to make this happen or who's to blame. Well, this university or this conference doesn't want to be seen as the one pulling the thread that unravels everything we've talked about this the last couple of weeks and it's six in one hand half a dozen in the other the the whole blame game chris i just feel like it's wasted energy man these are the circumstances that have now come about and you've had to deal with the reality period i don't think there's like one evil character somewhere that's ruining everything and i just laugh at (laughs) <laughs> Again, the moaning and groaning about, oh, we're ruining college football. Oh, the pursuit of money. Oh, TV money has ruined college football. And I'm just thinking, like the Washington State head coach has been very vocal. And I get it. You just got dumped. You're relegated. I get it. Be mad, I guess. But you got to understand that some of what you're kicking out there is not going to resonate with everybody, uh, me included. Chris, when they talk about the pursuit of TV money and things like that, ruining college football.
1: From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on
0: the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We begin to talk about the fact that Washington State fans long ago made the decision that Washington State football doesn't matter. Uh, I'm looking up like attendance number, 28,000 or something like that. I think they're dead last in the Pac-12. Oregon State's like second to last. By the way, UCLA, (laughs) you're down there too. Uh, But it's not Big Bad TV executive. It's not Greg Sankey. It's not Kalishnikov. It's not your mark. It's not whoever's running the Big Ten right now, formerly Warren. Um, To me, it's your fan. It's you. You determined for the last hundred years (laughs) what your program was worth, how much you cared about it. And therein, maybe how much a network should care about it or just TV viewers across the country should care about it. It's hard enough to just scrape out the slight foothold uh, that Texas Tech has in 100 years, um, almost, I guess. Look in the mirror, and it's probably not the head coach's fault. I don't even know where he comes from. <laughs> I don't know if you're <laughs> to watch this thing. But do you get what I'm saying? This is, yeah. this is 100 years in the making. And those whose fan bases or alumni bases or whatever decided a long time ago, like, well, we're not really that into it. You know, apparently the Pacific Ocean's a big attractor, I guess. I, why is nobody bringing that up? And it's just all about all oh, these big bad TV executives and conference commissioners. Y'all are to blame. To me, that's missing the target entirely. What do you think about that? First, today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. And in this day and age, every new hire can feel like a huge gamble. And when we're talking about your business or livelihood, that's not ideal. But LinkedIn Jobs is here to help by helping you find the best qualified candidates available fast and for free. All on one easy to use and secure platform simple but specific targeting tools allow you to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to consider they go beyond just resume data by using insights from your job post company and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates faster than anyone else. So go to LinkedInJobs.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedInJobs.com slash locked on college today to identify the most qualified candidates and connect with them fast and for free. Just like a bad hire could sink your ship, the right hire could take your business to new heights this year. And it's no coincidence that small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors so post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college it's so easy even a podcast host could do it that's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free today with linkedin jobs terms and conditions apply why is nobody bringing that up and it's just all about all these big bad tv executives and conference commissioners y'all are to blame to me, that's missing the target entirely. What do you yeah, think? Yeah,
1: I, I I think TV is is ultimately the one that started this because they monetized I don't know certain schools or certain leagues more than the others, and so everybody's been chasing the bag ever since. That's a good point. You know, I, I think, uh, but 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 to your point, that that you can't blame the TV folks for going. Well, we're we're going where the we're, we're going to pay for where the interest is or where the population is or. It's just business. Yeah. And, and, I, and I do, I, I think that the, the conversation, hey, look, there, there is a sentimentality and a regional vibe that comes with college football. I don't think anybody wants college football to have this NFL feel, but yet that's where this is trending. You know, you you, you, you almost have like, a, I don't know if you're ever going to have like an AFC and an NFC and, and, and just really a dumbing down of it, but it's because I've seen people write, and, and I think that there's some truth to this. Uh, I, I don't know how I'll feel, and we may have to get into this a while before you'll kind of go before you can judge it. But yeah, you know, I saw somebody write, you know, Texas and Alabama are playing this year. It's going to be a big deal. What happens when that they play every year? Is it is it that big of a deal anymore? You know, it's like uh, you know USC and Ohio State. Uh, are, are going to be, could be like a kind of every year, or every other year deal, which if that, if that game is played in the Rose Bowl, the world stops, you know, and yet when it's kind of a every other year and it's kind of normal, can it be the biggest game of the season, biggest game of the century type stuff? No, because you're, you're, you know, it's, it, I love steak, but if you eat it every single night, it, you probably don't appreciate it as much, you know, kind of thing. You know, well, that's a
0: debate for another show because I do have some thoughts on eating <laughs> steak every day. That's right. That's right. <laughs>
1: um but so so I, I get a lot of that. I, I think that that there's a uh oh, the, the right word is not innocence, but the regionality, like the the tradition- well the sentimentality.
0: I like yeah, how you use that word. Yeah,
1: and, and I think that that is because we, we we don't know – I mean, we the Big 12 did well here, okay, but we don't know any Arizona, Arizona State grads. We don't know any Colorado grads or Utah grads. We know plenty of, you know, Longhorns and Aggies and, you know, Baylor and TCU yeah. people, you know, or, or people whether we're friends with or that, yeah, so-and-so, that's where they went to school, whatever. And I think that's what makes this stuff fun. And I think that's where a lot of people are coming from. But, look – there's plenty of blame to go around, but it's also just business. It's, it's the way this thing was trending and people were doing what was best for them. And maybe when it all shakes out, you know, it's like, Ugh. cause I'm telling you the next thing is, is how the college football playoff rights are negotiated. And that's where some more feelings are going to get hurt. Including, <laughs> including potentially the Big Twelve. Big Twelve, yes. Yeah, I mean, so because I mean, that's why I say the NFC and the AFC because the Big Ten and the SEC are going to be like, we got all these brands, all this population, all this TV money. We're calling the shots here, so we'll give you some money if we say so. And if if you don't like it, what are you going to do about it? You know, that's I mean, right. it's Illinois and Indiana take a backseat to no one. <laughs> I know it's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Some of the schools that are. Uh, in the you know at the that Van- table the Vanderbilt's the Mississippi States the Rutgers for God's sake I, I know it's like Rutgers was catching many a stray uh, over the weekend uh, just because of the. You mean we got to go from wherever to New Jersey? Jersey. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, and Rutgers is like, dude, we we didn't do anything. We're just sitting here minding our own business in New Jersey, mind you, but we're minding our own business. But
0: people don't want to go to Rhode Island from Rhode Island to New Jersey. So I don't know if the travel actually has anything to do with it. It's just the destination mostly (laughs) uh, that probably is not sitting well with folks. Um, We'll get to coming up in just a moment. What's next for the league and whether or not we're going to be calling this a win, but I do kind of wonder, just from a college football fan perspective there, Chris, has the product been made to be worse? Has it been improved? Do you think it's just another chapter in this product that is going to turn out to be maybe similar to the way it's always been? Because there's always been winners and losers. There's always been packed stadiums and empty stadiums. There's always been people that are easy to find on TV or not easy to find on TV, and maybe I shouldn't say always there, but for most of our lifetimes at least, so I the, the whole thought that immediately, boom, worse product, you're treating your customers like crap. I mean, believe me, I identify with a lot of that because they certainly have not considered the consumer many times over the years when it comes to the college football product. But I don't know that I'm rushing so quickly to say, boy, how bad is it that Texas is playing Arkansas, the Aggies, and Oklahoma again? Talk about just ruining tradition. <laughs> I mean, that's the opposite if you're talking that example. So where do you sit as a fan? Are we... Winding up with something more interesting, possibly? Or are you in the realm of thinking, now nah, you're diminishing a great product? And you're talking just the Big 12 here, just, right? Yeah. Yes, Big 12 yeah. experience and, in general, college, being a college football fan.
1: I think, uh well, in, in some ways, um, like, okay, let's just – we'll localize it. We'll just talk Big 12 here. I mean, I I do – or did? Uh, unfortunately, I liked the round robin part of the of the Big Twelve. Like we're smaller league, and you played everybody, and you knew what you were going to get, and it was entertaining, and and all that. I, I really don't know if that has changed much uh, from the. You know, you're, again, you're not going to play everybody. We'll talk about that in a future episode too. About like, okay, how do you how do you handle this schedule uh, with this yeah. many teams? Like different, there's different formats that you can use. Uh, but but what I think you're in is that you're you're in an entertaining uh, league that is, and, and and I think like from the Big Twelve standpoint, you have the you know it's it's not Oklahoma Texas I get it I'm not trying to suggest it is but you have the the holy war between BYU and Utah which is a, a fun game you have the territorial cup I guess which is the the Arizona Arizona State game um, and you, know, you still have the two Kansas schools that play and. You know, Farmageddon when I think Kansas State and Iowa State play. You have you have some regional stuff that still, I guess, matters to, sure. to people. Uh, but I, I I do think uh, I do think there is a level of I will still pay attention. Look, I I, I mean I I want Texas Tech to do well. I'm, I'm a Big 12 guy. We, we've been rooting for some of these moves to happen. But I, as a college football fan, I, I'm going to watch a lot of these SEC games and Big Ten games. They intrigue me just because I like the sport. I, I want to be entertained. Uh, I don't know yet if I – now, I think it's funny you say that about Indiana, Illinois. I won't be watching them. I don't care about them. That will remain uh, the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Iowa – um, you know, and not unless one of those schools is about to pull off an upset and I'm getting alerts to my phone, like, change the channel now. We all
0: do it the same way, right? I think yeah. we're, to, we're on the same rotation there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: um, but <clears throat> I, I think the sport is, it's still, um, th- there, there is still movement to be had and made. I think there, there's still things going on. And I don't know if we've, we've finalized a lot of what that movement is going to look like yet. Um, I think that, you know, as you saw this weekend, a lot of the collateral damage is some of these other sports speaking out going, I didn't sign up for this, man. I didn't sign up to go. I picked this particular school so my family could watch me play all the time. Even some games on the road and now darn near impossible. Again, I think you can you can have, feel sorry for some of those folks, or you can say, "Hey, man, this is all business." Uh, you know, like you—that's why you have the transfer portal leave if you don't if you don't want
0: to be there well, anymore. And I also think, uh, from a like personal accountability kind of standpoint, talking to say a head coach, an AD, or a disgruntled president, or fans of whatever, um, you, you can also look inward to a degree for a reality check. I think as like a tech fan, you've had to really consider at various points oh, crap, where are we in this pecking order? And then what do we need to do to improve your standing uh, if you're interested in doing so? And it seems like there's some very motivated Texas Tech supporters right now, Chris, that are uh, really going above and beyond to try to improve that standing. And I don't have any doubt that maybe some of the realities revealed through some realignment over the last decade and a half or so has maybe contributed to some of that. So here you go, Washington State. I mean, you think – you're being overlooked and you're just getting screwed and they don't know how really great you are, well, I guess show everybody. I don't know what to tell you, but you're probably going to need more than 28,000 people uh, in the stadium on the reg to get anybody's attention. Um, Because, yeah, if it remains fluid, then maybe you still got another shot to wind up at another table if you're not happy with the one you're at. So continue to churn under the water, uh, kicking fast and furiously to do so let's get to that up ahead back to the big 12 conference specifically are we calling this a win why or why not and what is next if there is another step could we be talking about more full member additions could we be talking about basketball only additions we'll get into that and more coming up next on locked on texas tech Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you never miss an episode with Chris. I'm Casey. Back to wrap it up as we continue to survey the lay of the land after some dust settles over the weekend. But is it all concluded? Can we really feel like you've got closure as it relates to this round of realignment? Uh, Not so sure about that, Chris. And really overall kind of wondering whether or not from a tech perspective you've wound up in a stronger position, weaker position do you remain the same? Did your conference win uh, in any way, shape or form this round? Why or why not and, and what's next? Are we sitting at 16 for uh, an indefinite period of time permanently? <laughs> or could we have you know real news possibly coming down the pipe pretty soon? Once again, where are you at with this from a Big 12 perspective and, and what do you think is up ahead for Brett, your and company?
1: You, you know, I, I, I do think – I think when we consider that I, – I still like the Big 12 with Nebraska and A&M and Texas and Oklahoma and all those schools, the, the original form of it back in, the, in, in 96 and, and, and all that. And then you've kind of seen it kind of had to morph and change – as the years have gone along uh, with, with, with various departures for various reasons. So ultimately to say that the big 12 win, like as long as we understand the context of once Oklahoma and Texas left, I think from that point on, I think you've done a lot of winning. Yes. You, you, have taken like the, the situation that Brett Yormark was tasked with, I mean, he's pretty much gotten all of it done maybe by some, luck, maybe by some you know, negotiation skills, maybe by some combination of both, whatever, he's been able to land on his feet and keep the Big 12 relevant for sure, like in the year that he's taken over. Uh, so in this latest round of realignment, I guess that we would say, yeah, you come out a big winner for sure. Because one, I, I think that there's the perception that you were always the most vulnerable league there for many, many years. I think the perception is now that you know that is not the case you, you you've done some poaching you you added uh, four you know current power five schools and and now so many schools that you've added that we can't even use that power five term anymore because there is no more power five yeah there's only four leagues left you know and uh, and and I, i'll say this too don't I don't think we need to understate this at all, but the um, it's a big deal on the that the geography fit. I think uh, I think that your, your, your additions here like fit pretty clean, which is why they were so you know they were so sought after. Those four corner schools, like you look at a map of of the league. And yeah, you know, Central Florida is a, a bit out there and then obviously Cincinnati and, and uh, uh, West Virginia are out there too, but you're you're right, like you and Oklahoma State, TCU and Baylor are just kind of in the sweet spot right there in the center of, of of everything. And and then, you know, what what you know, I think your mark ultimately wanted here is that the, the other reason you you kind of won is that you can now have football games on starting at 11 a.m. on a Saturday and you can kick off and be in the perfect local time wherever that is on the East Coast in this case and then you can kick them off until 9 o'clock at night or 8 o'clock at night and fit that late window all with your own conference schools and your own inventory. And I think that's why some of this West Coast flavor was so key is those late night windows. And You've got those those three you know East Coast schools, and then you've got you know variety of, uh, of you know mountain or Western Coast schools, I guess if you will. I don't know if they're coast, yeah. but you get what I'm saying. That are in that different time zone, and so I think all all these reasons. I because I, I think the Tech fan was generally like pumped. I've seen Arizona fans feeling pumped, and again, it's not you're not going to get to play the Sooners, the Longhorns, the Aggies, and stuff like that. But again, this was like. Next best scenario w- yeah. w- with with w- w- with what was realistic and out of the
0: normal. Yeah. This is going to be your best case. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I would agree. And R.I.P. I suppose. How do I say goodbye? Boys my manifest destiny yeah. conference idea. We're coming up a little bit short. Haven't quite reached the Pacific yet, but there's already mentions of san diego california <laughs> chris are we done at 16 are we talking more full membership editions? are we talking basketball only inclusion i know you're already seeing it and obviously they got to be thinking next step whether or not you're taking it or not anytime soon you got to be thinking about it so what do you think is next up for this time?
1: I, I think it really makes sense for everybody to kind of pause here and kind of settle in um but I will just tell you: keep an eye on Florida State uh, because that 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 is about to shake. I think in some form or fashion, I think that there could be. I don't know. I'm just going to be paying close attention to Florida State and the ACC and potential move to the SEC is what I'm going to assume. And so, once that happens, it it, it creates this whole another level of because I mean let's be honest, Florida State leaves the ACC. If they pull this off and get this done, they won't be the only one. No. Okay, they just won't. Because, I mean, allies are going to be on North Carolina, Virginia. And then you start looking at, well, okay, what happens to the rest, the rest of the ACC? So, I just don't – that's why I don't think you're in a hurry – because there, there's two different sentiments that have been semi-reported or hinted at, you know, the, the Oregon state, San Diego state duo. There's also been the, well, Brett Yormark wants to add Gonzaga and and UConn now as basketball only members. I, I would buy into some of that if a lot more of this had been settled or you were really um, because I think what Brett Yormark ultimately wants to do on the basketball side is he wants to break apart these media rights agreements and do like a basketball only and kind of a football only type yeah. scenario. And, and so, but you're, but you're, see, you're years away from that because you've already agreed to this new deal. So I just don't know if you're in any hurry, but I, I, I'm, I, what I'm going to say is before I finish, just keep your head on a swivel here. Uh, keep your head and keep paying attention to what's going on because if anything so much as happens with any school in the ACC, here we go again. And then, I think you would be in line to go, you know what, I don't know who it would be, but I think if there's – because not everybody's getting a seat at the SEC table Mm -hmm. and you've already got, you know, you've already got this Florida presence. You've got this Cincinnati, West Virginia presence. Yeah, you'd like to kind of bridge some gaps there. So I I would think you're more more likely to kind of wait to see potentially how that plays out or doesn't Mm. play out before you start doing anything with anybody else on the West coast or basketball only members. But again, I I don't think we're done. No, I I don't know when that is. Is that tomorrow or two years from now? But I think there's more movement uh, that will take place.
0: And it may be delayed via some unequal revenue sharing agreements in the ACC. But if you do see that come to pass, you know, It's only a matter of time. That's when the clock truly begins ticking for the dissolution, I guess, of another coastal league. Wow. What a weekend and a whole lot to process, I'm sure, in days, weeks, and months to come, including possibly some more moves. All right, thanks for joining us once again here on Locked On Texas Tech. Hope we'll be back here uh, tomorrow for another conversation on YouTube or anywhere you get podcast we'll be back obviously to some red raider football in upcoming days as fall camp is truly on and soon to be popping here in the 806 chris and jordan as always man thanks for the time i didn't think we'd be talking this subject uh, on
1: this day because tech camp is going on and instead we're talking about florida state's athletic department potentially being owned by the saudis Uh, And their their money. I mean, just, but, you know, hey, man, we love sports. Uh, We'll be here all week. Uh, Enjoyed it. Uh, Realignment is close to being done. I don't know. Question mark. Uh,
0: But yeah, keep hope alive. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tough to say, Uh, always. So make sure you're (laughs) subscribed so you miss nothing. If anything does, of course, come to pass on YouTube or wherever you got this podcast. For Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you for the next round on Locked On Texas Tech.